Welcome to The Table, a place where stories are told, life is shared, and our hope is that you'll leave full. We encourage you to sit back, pull up a chair, and enjoy the conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Table Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Phillips, and joining me around the table today, we have Andrew and Olivia Winstead. Hello. Oh, hey. <laughs> and Chris Albritton on the mic yes, today. Yes, we do. So we are so excited. Thank you guys for joining us today. Um, as we get started, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? I'll let Olivia go first. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Olivia. Um, I am from originally from Lexington, Kentucky, but grew up in Carmel, Indiana. Um, I've lived in Lafayette for about four or five years now and have attended Calvary for almost three years. So, um, yeah, I'm a teacher at Klondike. I teach kindergarten and I serve on the worship team. Yeah, she's great. She's got a great <laughs> vocal, great piano player, and she's fun to work with. So. I'm Andrew Winstead. I'm originally from Lafayette, and uh, I went to Ball State, and that's where I met Olivia. And then we moved back here after college, and we did a little church hunting, and then we finally settled on Calvary, like Olivia said, about three years ago. Okay. What do you do, Andrew? I work at Purdue University as a web systems administrator. Very nice. Sounds fancy. What are some of the hobbies that you guys enjoy doing? Um, for me, it's just playing piano. Um, I love reading. Uh, Who's your favorite author? Oh, gosh. Um, Big question. I'm kind of a nerd in, like, educational books, so right now it's Hope and Wade King, okay. The Wild Card. Very nice. It's a good read. Very nice. For me, uh, my interests kind of come in cycles. Sometimes I'll, if it's playing a lot of video games or if it's reading or if it's, you know, just trying to get out and exercise or do something like that it, it kind of rotates every couple months i get really into a subject and then just kind of pass off to the next one yep. huge cubs fan yes very huge big cubs, cubs fan huge so cubs fan loves baseball usually Cried takes in up the world series <laughs> I, <laughs> me too i got okay. a little teary, <laughs> got a little teary eyed it wasn't it wasn't full-blown man cry <laughs> oh cool well, we are so so glad that you guys are with us today and um are thankful that you could join us Certainly, certainly. So, hey, uh, we're going to start with Olivia. Why don't you tell us about your faith journey? Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian home. I started Southern Baptist in Kentucky, and then once we kind of transitioned to Indiana, I went to um, a mega church that was non-denominational and um, kind of grew up in that um, environment, was really active in the children's ministry. I was in small group and went on a lot of church retreats and that kind of thing. Um, and then in college, I was active in crew. And then um, after college, Andrew and I did kind of church shopping, and we found Calvary here. Very cool. So, yeah. What was, uh, if you could let our listeners know, what was a, do you have like a foundational or a pivotal moment in your walk with Jesus where it became real, or is it one that was just like, it's just something that you grew up with that gradually you just grew grew in your faith a little bit more? Yeah, it was kind of gradual. Um, I was baptized when I was 13. Um, Being really active in my uh, youth ministry there was kind of like that pivotal moment. I had a lot of mentors that kind of pushed me towards reaching that decision on my own, which was really cool. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mine is a little bit bit longer. Um, I grew up in a not active Christian home. We attended church mainly 
once or twice a year. I remember being very excited and going to B- VBS every year because uh, it was the church was really close by, so I'd walk there, and I always had always enjoyed that. But I was never really an active Christian. Um, by the time I got into high school, I had I had some good friends who were, uh, but it was just something that wasn't a part of my life. And by the time I had graduated and gone to college, it, I had become more of someone who had rejected the teachings of God and just figured that that wasn't for me. I had more of a a negative view of Christianity and that it just wasn't a part of my life. It wasn't something I was actively seeking. Um, and then I met Olivia, and she made it pretty clear up front that she was a follower, and I told her I wasn't, and that was a you know, that was a central central struggle for us and we we both committed to make our relationship work but it wasn't until june of 2016 that i finally i accepted christ into my heart and i just i felt that calling yeah yeah that's awesome and i want to i want to dive into that um a little bit deeper i'm sure. um, here in a little bit but first uh how did you guys meet so you you guys mentioned you guys met at ball state but what what's the story behind that yeah, so we had a mutual friend. Um, it was someone I grew up with in Carmel, and she uh, invited me to this music festival. I had no idea I was meeting Andrew there, but I guess he thought it was a date. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, I... we had met one time before. Um, the mutual friend worked with my roommate at the time. Okay. We had, we, and just in passing, I saw Olivia and... I I mentioned that I was interested in getting to know her, and the friend said she was recently single. So my the, my whole idea of this was we were meeting for a first date, and yeah. Olivia not, yeah. did not know. <laughs> now, did you remember him? Did you remember meeting him before uh, this? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's good, because a lot of times what happens, yeah. the guy always remembers, <laughs> but the girl has no clue. Were you uh, dressed up? Did you have flowers? I well, since it was a music fest, I didn't bring flowers uh, with me. Yeah. But I think I put on my nicest button. Nice. There you go. So, there you go. So I, <laughs> I was a college kid. I didn't have a suit, or there was no suit or tie. But it was like a button up and like my nicer jeans. Nice. nice. So yeah, we just met at the music festival, and um, we clicked because <laughs> we're both like really terrible dancers. So we were like dancing, and I was doing the whole like shopping cart and all that stuff. So just kind of weren't afraid to, you know, to go out there and make a, make a goof out of ourselves. And we just had a really good time. Uh, and we both kind of started off just saying, you know, we weren't, weren't looking for a, a relationship. We just kind of wanted to get to know one another because we kind of figured we would go our separate ways. It was our senior year of college. Um, mm-hmm. We were, we were a lot more stubborn and unwilling to admit for a couple months that, you know, there was something there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause I met Andrew in August and I was student teaching in January mm. in Indy. So it's like, it's only six months. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's stuck. So, yeah. Oh, very yeah. cool. Here we are today. Here you mm-hmm. are today. And how, how long have you guys been married now? We've been married three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Fun stuff. Thanks. Fun <laughs> stuff. Well, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. Um, and I, I do want to get into a little bit, Andrew, of your story about, sure. um, how you um, came to be a believer and how sure. came to be a follower, um, and so as for our, so our listeners know, um, you know Andrew and I have talked about this um, a lot. I've had the privilege of kind of walking alongside of him this last year or so as yeah. he's 
um, grown in his faith and taken those steps, and it's been an honor. So it just was really cool to hear your story, which is why I wanted to have you guys on the podcast. Um, and the, the thing that I love most about your story that I want you to talk about is your posture in love towards Olivia sure, and your understanding of how important her faith was to her. And because you loved her so much, you didn't want that to be an obstacle for you guys in your, in your marriage. Um, and so we'll have a, a, in a little bit, we'll talk how that conversation went, what that looked like. Um, but before we get there, Andrew, talk, walk us through a little bit of, you said by the time you got to college, you were, um, had decided that the teachings of God, teachings of Jesus were not for you. You bump into Olivia, and that kind of gets you thinking. But what what kept you coming to church even before you made a decision to follow? Right. Well, like it goes back to when we when we first met. Um, she was pretty upfront. She's if you if you know Olivia, she's you know, she's a very strong willed <laughs> strong willed individual. I call her a strong Southern woman, and she told me. Uh, she told me pretty quickly that you know if we were going to to be together, uh, she couldn't you know she couldn't obviously couldn't force me to be a believer, um, but she didn't want to be in a relationship where she wasn't supported, um, and where you know if this was early on, but she's, if this were to go anywhere, I'm I'm not going to be you know, one of those people who who go to church um, and the family stays at home or my husband stays at home. I'm not going to be one of those people. So I can't make you believe, but I expect you to come with me and support me. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was just something, you know, me being a guy, I kind of uh, begrudgingly agreed, you know, uh, you're stubborn. But at the same time, I, I knew she, she was, I knew she was special Mm -hmm. from, very early on. And so I didn't want to do anything to jeopardize our relationship. And yeah, even if I wasn't a believer, I don't want to rip her away from that. Mm -hmm. Um, just because I don't think that's healthy for either of us in that situation, Uh, force someone away from something that's so important to them. Yeah. So I, I agreed Mm -hmm. and, you know, we, we went and I was always, I was always really interested in what made people believe because I, I always wanted to hear their stories and I'm, Olivia says I'm almost too logical and too factual. (laughs) And so, you know, I learned in school, you learn about science and biology and things like that. And so to me that, that founded all the answers for me. Uh, I didn't really need to search for anything spiritual or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so I always want, and I always wondered, or I was always interested in just hearing that. So I would come and just listen to what they had to say. And then I would be very, very guarded, but I always wanted to hear that way I could know what people are saying. And then that way I could either form my opinions about that. So going to church, was there was always something for me to listen to, even if I wasn't there to be fed. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to know what a believer 
what a believer believed in. Mm-hmm. And I think I was so adamant on trying to get him to go to church because he wasn't raised in that environment. So mm-hmm. I was like, he has such a kind and gentle heart. And I just, something was telling me if I take him to church, like he will come around and God just kept pushing me to do that. So, yeah. So from, from your angle or your vantage point, how were those conversations leading up to marriage and even going to church once you were married, knowing where he was? How, how, how was that for you? There were not going to lie, a lot of arguments, (laughs) but, um, I just said, just keep an open mind, just keep going. And I told Andrew, like I prayed every single day of our relationship that I would be that person for him, that I would say the right thing or do the right thing to get him on that path. So yeah. it was a long journey, but kind of goes back. Yeah, <laughs> kind of goes back to you. I I still never forget this. It was we'd been together a little while, um, but it was one of those conversations, and we were just talking about how can we make this work because I was coming from the point of view where you know we're going to be that family where she's a believer, I'm not a believer, we're, we have to make that work. That's going to be our reality hmm. for our marriage. And I remember saying, you know, I love you, and I, I would never change you. I would never change anything about you. Um, I just want to be with you. And without skipping a beat, she just instantly said, well, I would, <laughs> as in she would change something about me. And I was so taken aback by that. And she, it hurt in the in the moment mm-hmm. but i understood i even understand more now that it's something so important to you that it hurts knowing that you love someone who doesn't have that to be a part of them mm-hmm. and i can understand that now it's just it's one of those things that even in the moment i respected her for saying mm-hmm. that yeah. wow wow so how often would uh, you two have conversations about that when you were dating, when you were engaged, and even when you were married, uh, would Olivia bring this up from time to time? Would it be once a week, every Sunday, right before church? But how do you feel uh, like the conversations went? Were they always handled with grace? Uh, and then, Andrew, how did you respond to them from time to time? Sure. Do you want to take... You want well, to I think some? a lot of the, of the conversations happen like after church because it would be like on the topic of what was going on in the sermon. And then I'd be like, Andrew, what did you think about that? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he would approach it, of course, with his logical defense. Um, and then I'm like, well, I would back up my reasoning, and then it would just kind of trigger our conversation. There were, yeah, there were a number of discussions after church. I think that was a pretty common theme. It wasn't every every week that we went, but it was, you know, a couple times a month. She would she would usually initiate and. We would have just a conversation and I might be defensive or, you know, if while we were church shopping around that whatever that pastor said didn't resonate or it felt very, um, for for lack of a better term, very holier than thou, Mm -hmm. as in, um, you know, Christians versus the unchurched world, whereas instead of trying to reach out to it, I would, you know, I would say, you know, why I felt that there was a negative message there, and she would always come back with, you know, saying, saying her beliefs and how, yeah, you know, people are imperfect. We're an imperfect world mm-hmm. with a perfect God, and you know, there were plenty of those. There were also times where we talked about 
how can how can we make a family work if if we're going to go into that mm-hmm. and we came to what I thought was more of an understanding, but she, ever the optimist, <laughs> would never give up hope. And I thank her now. You know, yeah. I'm so happy every day for that. But you know, I figured we were just going to be one of those families who we would go to church, but they would kind of have the understanding that, you know, we go to church, dad supports mom, um, but this is what dad thinks. And then it's up to you later on. But now yeah, I'm glad that she never gave up, and I'm, I hope that we can be a, a strong, united family. Yeah. yeah. So, Andrew, um, I can remember eating lunch with you a while back uh, and you telling me the story where the point in the story where the story changes. Uh, why don't you describe that to the listeners about when uh, Christ became real in your life? So. Sure. So we attended church together for, oh, probably three or three or four years before I decided to become a, a believer, turn my life over to Christ. And we went to a couple different churches trying to find one that resonated with us. And it wasn't really until I, I reached Calvary that I, f- I, I felt something different, uh, you know, from, from the way the pastors welcome everyone to the way that communion is done here, where it's uh you know, what they call it popcorn style, where you just kind of go up instead of as a row mm-hmm. whenever you feel like it. And everyone just kind of made it a point to say, you know, we're glad you're here, even if you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was probably three years ago. I It was a much more welcoming environment, and I found myself not begrudgingly going to, to church on mm-hmm. Sundays to, to be excited to go just because I wanted to hear what the message was, even if it wasn't something I believed, I felt that these people, this community here, really believed in Jesus and the teachings of Jesus and his love. And I, whether or not I felt he was the son of God, I felt that that was a message worth hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for a while, I felt that tugging at me and just... We'd come here for about a year, and we would, you know, we would do Servanthood Sunday. We would volunteer to help, and I loved doing those things. It, it just felt great to get out there, you know, to see us making an impact, and I felt good doing those things, and I just figured, okay, well, I'm going to come here. I'm going to use this as my sort of moral compass. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they're teaching good messages of Jesus you know, he, he's a great philosopher. He's someone you could look at, uh, to do what's right and wrong. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll ha- gladly model my life after that, but I wasn't, I wasn't quite ready to say, you know, he's, he's the son of God. I wasn't ready to say that there was a creator that that was there. And so that's where I was for six months to a year. We would come, I would be excited. And I just kept hearing this, this it's like a voice in my head. I don't know. It, it wasn't me asking me, but I don't know what it was, but it was just kind of saying like, you know, are you ready? What else can I do mm-hmm. um, to show you? And then it all just came together one time. It was 
in the in the spring, early summer, it was coincidentally Olivia was up on stage singing for worship, um, and I just I heard this voice in my head that it just it said, "Are you ready?" And I said, "No, just not yet." And it wasn't it wasn't angry, it wasn't frustrated. It just without missing a beat, just kind of said, "What are you waiting for?" And just like it like he knew I didn't I wasn't waiting for anything hmm. and I didn't have an answer and from that second I just kind of I knew that I was ready hmm. um and so right after that service on the so ride home I, I get a phone call because <laughs> yeah, we, we had to drive we separately. had to drive separately and yeah. Andrew's like I have something really important I want to talk to you about about when we get home, I said, uh, no, you're telling me now because I cannot wait. <laughs> and so he told me and I'm just like bawling in the car all the way home. And it was just such an awesome moment. And just, I felt this huge weight just be lifted mm. and I was just such at peace. Like finally. Yeah. And I think that hearing the story again, mm-hmm. again, it's one of those that Man, it's, just, it's just such a good story, mm-hmm. and, and 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 you articulate it so well, um, and and the, the thing that stuck out for me was Olivia. Three minutes ago, you said, "I just wanted to be that voice for him." Yeah, and you were that rock, and you were that steady person in his mm-hmm. life, but the voice had to come from God, mm-hmm. and it was that was the voice that that he finally submitted to. So it was your example, and you wanted to be that mm-hmm. voice, but ultimately we had to wait for God on that. And mm-hmm. so that for me, like hearing both sides of that, I mean, I've got goosebumps yeah. right now, too. just too. thinking about how that, how that transpired. And, um, and, and as I've told you guys before, like as I'm doing premarital counseling with couples, if couples mm-hmm. come up and say, Hey, I'm, I'm a believer and he's not, or she's not, you know, my message to them is this is, this is going to be hard. And I don't recommend this for you two because more more often than not, um, this goes the other way. And most of the time that you do, it's a divided family. You do this, mom eventually stays home. And it just causes so much strain and strife. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think what's so beautiful about your guys' story in that and is, one, you're never giving up, continuing mm-hmm. to pray, as you said, every day for him okay. and being very upfront. And even to that point of saying, no, I, I would change you because I know the value of it. Mm-hmm. I love you, but there's still an aspect of you that I would change. Mm-hmm. And for Andrew, for you to come alongside, and again, sometimes begrudgingly, but when you found a place that you loved coming, you came and you supported her. And yeah. you know, she, you, you supported her being away on Thursday nights for worship team practice and supported that thing for her. And I can remember meeting you guys the first time at a servanthood sun, Saturday. That was the first time we had met you. I think we had yeah. been here a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I would not have known any different. I just mm-hmm. assumed because of your posture and your love and how you served wholeheartedly that, yeah, he's a, he's a follower of Jesus. This is a neat couple. And I had no clue of that. Um, and so I, I commend you two for yeah. that. I commend you two yeah. for your love for each other um, and for Olivia, for you wanting um, what you feel like was best for Andrew and Andrew, you in the midst of it saying... I'm not there, but I care about you enough, and I care about our future family enough that I don't want this to be an issue. And so, right. um, that's something that I just I love. is a It's a difficult part, and again, we've only captured a little bit of 
some of the conflict that came out mm-hmm. of that, but to see it where it's at now, um, mm-hmm. is beautiful. And so with that now on the other side of that decision, how has marriage been different? How is your day to day different than what it was prior to that? Amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, to, to expand on that just a little bit. Um, for me, I just, I never knew there was an aspect that was missing. Hmm. I mean, I, I thought we had a great marriage, a great relationship and I'm, of course we did, but you, you never know what it's like to, to be in spiritual harmony with someone. Hmm. If, if you don't, don't believe in that aspect, uh, just do whatever you can to deny that that's there. Um, there's just a, a level of contentment that we have now compared to what we had before. Um, it's hard to describe unless you've, unless you are in a, a relationship like that where there's just this a lot more peace and we have, you know, we still have disagreements at times, but, but it's like completely yeah. different. And I feel like there's a, that base understanding of, you know, no matter what I love, I'm not here to, to get points. Hmm. I love you. And you know, these, these are only earthly disagreements we have. So let's do what we can to advance our, our relationship together to, to be stronger. Hmm. Yeah. And I think before, like, trying to think. <laughs> it'd be more like if you just understood like where I'm coming from, on a spiritual side and we just don't have that, that like kind of butting heads Hmm. thing now. And it's just so amazing. We pray together every night. And I remember the first night he told me and we prayed together. I just sat there and cried because I was like, I've never had this with you. And I don't know. It just makes me so happy. (laughs) So it's been a year, year and a half ago now. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you tell us some of the things that, that both of you do here at Calvary, how do you serve? We mentioned earlier that Olivia serves on the worship team. Mm-hmm. Andrew also does as well. He is one of our our sound guys on Sunday morning, and I love them both. But outside of that, tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so we started attending a small group pretty much right after right after I got baptized, uh, and so we were there at a small group for a, about a year, and then our small group leader moved away. Um, and our small group had gotten so big that it decided to split and we needed a a new leader. So we actually just at the end of the summer decided that, that it was our time to, to step up and be, be the leader for our small group. So we've started that and it's been, it's been going really well. And it's, it's something that, that I enjoy because it, it forces us to to have that that way to go to dig deeper into our into our spiritual faith together we that's something we have we do together and it helps us both grow and i yeah. really enjoy it yeah. and andrew was kind of reluctant to lead our small group <laughs> and i just felt like god was pushing us to do that mm-hmm. and again pushing me to push him <laughs> to do it. And um, our first small group meeting, like I figured I would do all the talking because I'm kind of the talker. 
Um, but Andrew just like stepped up kind of out of nowhere and he just led the whole group. And it was just such a beautiful moment to see like him not only take his step forward in his faith, but to lead others Hmm. in that setting. So that was cool to see. And what was your reaction at that time? I cried. (laughs) I'm a crier. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I've, I've appreciated you guys as much as Chris said. He loves having you guys on the worship team um, and a part of that. Um, I've loved having you guys um, as small group leaders, uh, knowing, one, Olivia, your gifts of hospitality and having people in your home, it, it scratches that itch. And oh, She loves it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. And then, uh, Andrew, for you stepping up and taking that, that step. And, I, and for me, it's one of those, when, when you're becoming a disciple and when you're growing as a follower, some of the best ways to grow is to lead others because mm-hmm. it, as you said, it forces you to grow. You can't just sit back on the sidelines, but no. And I feel like just like in any subject, if you're trying to study for a test, it's best if you try to teach it to somebody else, you're going to mm-hmm. learn it better in the kind of the same way. I think it is in discipleship and with Jesus, the more that you are leading something and the more it requires of you, the more you're going to grow. And so I've, I appreciate Olivia giving you a little nudge because <laughs> yeah. I was trying to throw it out there, but you yeah. received it better from her. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it's, it's the, uh, the introvert versus the extrovert, you know, <laughs> it's sort of that opposites attract type thing. We have each other's strengths and weaknesses, and sometimes yeah. she has to drag me kicking and screaming. But <laughs> when I get there, I'm thankful she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. So uh, we're, we're about to wrap this thing up, and what we always ask uh, those who join us on the podcast here is what's one thing that you want listeners to wrap up and take home with them? We're going to start with Andrew and then Olivia. Sure. <clears throat> I was thinking about this, and I think we we preach it here so often, but it's it's easier said than done sometimes, but it's just the importance of meeting someone where they're at. Mm-hmm. You know, for for me... And her and Olivia going going into our relationship, we were at very different points. Um, but it's you know it's through her grace and her patience with me that I am where I am. And we've we've met people when we were at different walks of life who uh, didn't necessarily agree with her dating someone who wasn't at the same same place and if if you know someone who isn't quite where you are spiritually or maybe they are a believer but they've they've made mistakes along the way it's it's just important to have that grace and to to reach out a hand and and be there for them and just say you know I'm help I'll help you along the way it's mm-hmm. good I think for me it's just um, remembering that God has a plan. Um, I think that's hard for me because being a teacher, I'm a super planner and control person. So just knowing and like letting go of that control and persevering through like whatever you're going through, um, just keep in mind that God has a plan for you. Yeah. Stick with it. <laughs> yeah. I do kind of want to say one more thing. I'm sure. I'm totally aware. Drew showed me some of the, or led me to some of the numbers and I've I've reviewed. I'm totally aware that the scenario we're in is incredibly unlikely it's it's not the norm especially Mm -hmm. with a with a a husband who is not a believer and a wife who is almost always it doesn't end this way so I don't want don't want you to think that that it's not important to be with someone who is a believer but at the end of the day you 
you have to listen to what God's telling you. You you have to have grace for everyone and just don't don't ever write anyone off, but just know that it's not a walk in the park. Yeah. Uh, that's a good word. I appreciate you. Appreciate you saying that. And um, thank you guys again so much uh, for being here, for being willing to open up and to share your stories and be honest and open with the struggles, but also the joys. And we are so excited for you too, excited for what the Lord has in store for you and are thankful that while you're here at Calvary, we get to... Uh, take advantage of those gifts, talents, and abilities that he's blessed you with and be able to walk alongside you guys. Um, so, Andrew, Olivia, Chris, thanks for joining us around the table today. Have a great day. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to The Table, a podcast of Calvary Church in West Lafayette. Music was provided by Heath Bentley. For more information, check us out at yourcalvary.info.